previously on the Loyal Littles podcast. If you could be a cartoon character for a week, who would it be? Oh, man, it's got to be Garfield, right? Ooh. Oh, we haven't had that's a Garfield. That's a first. Yeah. I like that. Not one Garfield? Not one Garfield. Uh, Littles, what, what are we doing out there? <laughs> Actually, I might have just found a new one. Garfield or Heathcliff? Remember that other cat? Oh, yeah. I, oh, he's trapped. He- no, I remember <laughs> Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. Hey, Roxy. Hey, Chuck. Hey, Littles. No third wheel today, Roxy. Nope. Run just around. the two of us. Pressure's on. Just the two of us. All right, now settle <laughs> down, Beavis. Settle down. <laughs> first of all, happy Hanukkah to all those who celebrate. It's our first episode since Hanukkah started, yep. so we're very excited about that. Roxy, we've been logging in some miles here, so to speak. So you know how we just celebrated our one-year anniversary and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Well, the people that we put the podcast out through, they give us some statistics. And one exciting thing is we are being listened in nine different countries. That's cool. That's kind of very cool. And then from November to November, okay, that was our yearly thing, okay, we logged in 5,581 minutes of content. Whoa. Think of all the other things we could have done with my time. That's a lot of content. (laughs) So worth it. Right, Roxy? (laughs) Yep. And that's not including the content that has been edited out. Oh, that's true. Right? That's very right? true. Holy cow. I didn't think <laughs> wow. about that. We're probably it's well into At least into double like, that. Well, yeah, probably. Who knows? I mean, not that the content wasn't good. You know. Oh, no. Else. no. We We're saving to, those tapes we, for when we get a Patreon page, and then know. we'll release the tapes. Right. No, and we got to keep this to a, a yeah. reasonable Yeah, we want to keep it to about hour, an hour if we can. So, so we try. <laughs> anyway. All right. Well, first things first. I have an observation, okay. and I'd like to bring it, because this is kind of cool. This is our first podcast we're recording where we're in front of a Christmas tree. Okay, I do too. Now, full disclosure, the jig is up. I mean, everyone knows about a year ago, we were, were we together? Were we not together? (laughs) Who knows what's going on? Are Chuck and Tiny Chuck together? That was what the consensus was, I guess. (laughs) Um, But I was always in another room. When we were recording, because we didn't have microphones, we didn't have stuff and we had feedback and all this stuff. So Roxy, you were out here with the Christmas tree. I'm just realizing that now. I was never out here with a Christmas tree. (laughs) I have never recorded a podcast with a Christmas tree. This is delightful. No, you were always set up in the bedroom with our breakfast tray. Yes. That we got from our registry. Registry, yeah. And you actually, we have yet to use that tray for breakfast. But we've used it for podcasting. We've used it for podcasting a lot. A lot. So anyway, (laughs) this is delightful. I might get a little sidetracked here, but we're going to open with some messages. And you heard from the opening, and we heard from Debbie Mittman. And this was really funny, actually. The man to whom I'm related to by marriage must think I've lost my mind. I'm listening to your latest podcast with my AirPods and just burst out laughing when at Daniel Ford said, Heathcliff, he's trash. Absolutely hilarious. And no doubt the highlight of my day. Love you guys. She later then said, Heathcliff doesn't hold a candle to Garfield, obviously. (laughs) Thank you, Debbie, for that. Real quick before we get started, we did want to say we got some hard mail. Is that, yeah. what, is that what you call it? Hard mail, right? What, what do you call it? Not email. Real oh. mail? Anyway, we got a Christmas card from Jeff Kenton. That we was really did. sweet. That was so nice. That was so sweet. Was so, so unexpected. Nice. Thank you so much. That was sweet. And then we get to our, okay, we're, we're flying solo today. No yeah. third wheel. No. And the guys wish they were here and they know they're not. So they write in. So yeah. we heard from Ritz. Yeah. Ritz says, really enjoyed meeting Daniel Ford on the recent podcast. He mentioned his favorite book, Nobody's Fool by Richard Russo. 
which is a favorite of mine as well. I came to the book in a different way after seeing the movie of the same name, which came out in 1994 and starred Paul Newman and Jessica Tandy in her last movie role before she passed away. As a Paul Newman fan, I went to the movie. I enjoyed the film, so then sought out the book, which I enjoyed as well. It's a wonderful movie, a great slice of life, of small town upstate New York with some great surprises. It is definitely one I would recommend to my fellow littles. I got to see that. I I mean, I don't know if I have time to read the book, but I definitely want to see that movie because, hello, I'm from upstate New York, so I'm kind of curious what that's about. Mm -hmm. And littles, I'm sorry. I hope you agree. I mean, Bobby, we see you um, advertising about this trivia thing. You got to get Ritz. Ritz yeah, is the guy. He's be, he's Ritz really is the good. one that you just start talking about a topic and he knows like three other facts. facts. He yeah. knows three, he knows like three facts about any topic you want to bring it's up. It's fascinating. It's absolutely fascinating. And that's why we love him having on the podcast. Yeah. So speaking of Bobby Gottfried, he wrote in, so glad Simon outed Grogu, I think that's how I say it, <laughs> as Grogu as long as it gives Chuck and Roxy the kick in the pants necessary to keep watching the series. Now what's that called again? The Star Wars? The, oh, the Mandalorian. The Mandalorian, that one. Also happy to know Simon is all caught up. He also says, Loyal Littles Pod, y'all couldn't have released this earlier during my drive from northern New Jersey to DC today. All right. Now, I just want to throw this out there. Okay. Chuck's a little busy these days. Okay. (laughs) Full disclosure, Chuck's in a new show. It's here in New York. It's called Cheek to Cheek. I'm on stage drumming. It's very exciting. I know. You okay. used to edit during the show. I used to edit during the show. I shouldn't have said that on the air, but I did. <laughs> but you're behind the scenes in I'm that behind show. behind the scenes. I have now lots of book like, scenes. You got a spotlight on you. Now I'm like... You still have that on you? Oh, yeah. I've got lights all over me. So my point is that I have a lot less time. I'm frantically editing the podcast before the show mm-hmm. and in between shows on two show days, things like that. So that's what I was doing all day Saturday. I did some editing, played the matinee. Then I spent my dinner break editing the rest yep. and then played the second show and then came home. And, and I passed out. And you, you passed edited. out. I finished editing and then posted it like right before midnight. Yeah. So I'm really sorry, Bobby. Sorry we couldn't accommodate your schedule. But that's what's going on in Chuck's life. It's really tricky, but we're still trying to get it done for you. I mean, we won't take that because that's Bonnie. Yeah. Bonnie's the one that gets it done, but we're I'm um, I'm doing my best to get a podcast out. So we do our best. Absolutely. And he knows that. I know. He's, <laughs> I know. he's just joking around. I know. All right. Now we yeah. take all forms of criticism here on Loyal Little's podcast, as we know. And it's usually coming at me, but that's okay. But we heard from Eric Barnes. Is we that did. what's what's he got to say? He says, quite possibly the worst Friday <laughs> five jingle on this show. Chuck, Roxy, Little Chuck, Simon, Ritz. Aren't you guys in show business? Come on, man. Not exactly. Radio City Rocket Precision. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Let Very me ex- true. Let me explain again. We worked our butt off. That was our one year anniversary show. It was so important to us to have us all on. It was never happened before. It was yeah. the first time we had all five of us together. The Fab Five, we were calling it. We but were not physically together. Oh, yeah. No, no, that's my point. Right. Okay. So, but we had to make it happen. All of us, those three guys had crazy schedules that day. And uh-huh. it was the only day that we could because you didn't have a show at that time and I didn't have rehearsal at that time. So we made it happen. Those guys were all remote. Simon was on the run getting tested for COVID. <laughs> he was outside the testing facility so he could go on a cruise ship the next day. Yep. Chuck was at work answering phones. And Ritz was working from home. So yep. he was answered. So, I mean, to make that happen. So, it was the, wild. The point of the story is there's a little bit of a delay. Yep. <laughs> so, just a little as bit. As we said, you thought the monkey song was bad. We tried our best to sing that together. We probably should have cut it. You're probably right. But we wanted to give it the little flair that I thought it was cute. So I said, leave it in. That's right. It's all Roxy's fault for <laughs> once. Okay. And next, we're going to move to our Thanksgiving 
Day episode, I think, is mm-hmm. where this came from. Chris Davenport wrote in. He said, so I always was told that the day before Thanksgiving is the biggest bar day because of all the college kids returning home. They all get together with old high school friends at the bar. Yep. So I guess that that totally makes sense. That tracks. Absolutely. Now we have our second installment of co-hosts that couldn't be with us yep. but want to chime in. We heard from Tiny Tiny Chuck, right? Tiny Chuck, yep. He says, by the way, never heard of Drinksgiving. We call it Wild Turkey Wednesday around here. Oh, Wild Turkey Wednesday? (laughs) Yeah. Nice. I like that. Also, by the way, Frosted Flakes are not Corn Flakes. That's worse than my butter take. Okay. Now, wait a minute. I don't know if it's worse than your butter take. We don't need to get into the Corn Flake debate. Well, we will in a second, actually, maybe, because we heard from Lee Gordon. Chuck, if you baked a cake, pulled it out of the oven, and dumped a cup of sugar on top, would you say the cake was frosted? (laughs) Of course not. So once again, Roxy is correct. As usual, cornflakes are not the same as frosted flakes. Now, do I dissect? No, let me finish the whole thing. Finish the thing. (laughs) It is possible to buy Lucky Charms marshmallows by themselves without the cereal so you can dump them on anything you like. I'll bet peanut butter and Lucky Charms marshmallow sandwich would be pretty tasty. But at around $19 for a six ounce bag, they're pretty steep. If you're willing to settle for generic ones rather than the genuine Lucky Charms brand, about the best deal I found is a three pound bag for about $21. (laughs) Unless, of course, you want to go for the eight pound bag for $45. Here's the link to the three pounder. Go big or go home. Okay, but Mr. Gordon, it sounds like you're a pro at this. Like you've done this many times. And he's got the link. I mean, should we put that in the show notes? I don't know. But he also says, P.S. Roxy is correct again about the Thin Mints, too. I mean, Thin Mints are just really good. But they're not Samoas. That's all I'm going to say. Okay, to each their own. Fair enough. Yes, I mean, look, this is Roxy. This is why we're together. Yeah. Because we'll eat our own damn Girl Scout cookies. You have your box. <laughs> I'll have my box. Perfect. Now, the only downfall is I do believe Thin Mints have a lot more in the box. Great. Um, anyway, <laughs> well, you get more cookies. I do. All right. What do we got next? We heard from David Patton, right? Now, mm-hmm. oh, this one was funny. So we got an email from David and there was nothing there. So oh, I thought, right. I thought it might be important. So I wrote back and I said... David, did you mean to send us something? Because we didn't get anything. And he wrote, That was an oops. I have some things I want to say, but we are in the process of buying a house and I can never find the time. One thing though, you don't know Gladys Kravitz? Come on, what are we doing out here? Okay, I don't. Now, I asked Roxy. She kind of explained it. Who's the neighbor? Some neighbor? She's the busybody neighbor who lives across the street from Darren and Samantha oh, from Bewitched. Right. Now, how did you know that? And I did Because didn't. I love that show. All right. I obviously, I know I watched the reruns, but. Yeah, no, I did not know. I, I grew up know. cultured. and You did. I, yeah. I watched that show occasionally because my sister would watch it. But Here's a question for the littles. Okay. Original Darren or new Darren? Oh, now see, I even know what you're talking about there. Okay. I don't know who they are. I, kn- I knew he was replaced. Well, the, uh, I think, I believe, Littles can correct me, the new Darren was actually supposed to be the original Darren, but he couldn't do oh. the show at the time. So they brought in the actual original yeah. Darren and then something happened to him. So did he get fired? No, I think he got sick. Oh. Sadly. Oh. Um, so then That's they brought the, in the guy that they originally the original were going for. To. But actual original Darren, hands down. Oh. Hands down. Okay. Roxy has spoken. Yep. All right, let's move on. We heard from Amy Shelbird, and she she sent a picture of a butter dish. We got a quote. We got quite a few <laughs> butter dish pictures, and it says we started this stick of salted butter about a week ago, maybe more. It sits on our counter at room temperature, and it's and there's still like some left. That's the funny part of this. Yeah, we got some yeah butter dish pictures. It's just so funny to me. 
I, I know, but it works. I guess I guess everyone's right. There's a designated spot in the refrigerator door for butter. Okay, I don't know. But Roxy, the best part about this episode is we finally get vindication. Yes. Now we know Mr. Barnes has been catching up on episodes. We've announced mm-hmm. this many times. Well, why don't we do yours first, okay? Okay. But this is definitely hashtag eat it tiny chuck, hashtag eat it Simon. Yeah. You're going to go first. Okay. You have Eric Lonergan? Yep, I sure do. He says, white chocolate contains no cocoa solids, but it does contain cocoa butter or cocoa fat since it is made with some cacao. White chocolate is chocolate. People who say it's not chocolate just do not like the taste and are being snobby about it. Can I get an amen? Amen. All right. Then we heard from Eric Barnes, as I said, and this is the best one. It was definitely a spoiler alert. I thought it was Baby Yoda. Keep Tiny Chuck away from the kids as he might be the guy who tells them all about Santa. Oh. Thank you, Eric Barnes. Now, full disclosure, you're like one of two that wrote in saying it was <laughs> spoiler. a spoiler to the like 50 that wrote in saying it wasn't a spoiler. Right. But we finally got vacation. I feel like Roxy. Chuck spoiled it. No. Thank um, you. And we will finish that someday, maybe. maybe. I don't know. It's been rough. Did anyone see Not Baby Yoda at the parade this year? Uh, hello. I forget who sent in the picture of Baby Yoda or Not Baby Yoda in front of Radio City Music Hall. All right. And then last but not least, I'm a little disappointed. We all know I love the big show. Obviously, I'm infatuated with the big show. Otherwise, this podcast probably would have never gotten started. Um, One time a year, one time a year, my college gets to be put on the map. Yep. Not this time. What? I'm kind of very disappointed. Now, they're probably thinking that it was too embarrassing. And I don't know, maybe Dr. Tony put his foot down this year. But uh, I'm going to report it. Binghamton Bearcats over my Hartwick College. They're now the Hawks, I think. I don't know. I think that's what they're called now. Final score. This is basketball, obviously. 110 to 41. Yikes. Now, what's up, Nigel? I mean, we didn't get that report. This was last weekend. Yeah, my Hartwick College basketball team went into Binghamton. Have they talked about it every year? Pretty much. Well, because they always beat us, so he always likes to gloat about it. And then in full disclosure to Uncle Tony, he sits there and just shakes his head and is like, come on, man. He's like, (laughs) Division Three school. If we don't beat them, well, let me tell you, they crushed us. That was embarrassing. But anyway, I just felt like I needed to get... It was always nice, though, because you always hear about these big schools on the big show all the time. Right, and then hear about a little school. And hear about Hartwick College, my alma mater. You got the little school. My my alma mater. We always get on the big show. The little show. And it's because Binghamton kicks our ass in basketball. (laughs) But anyway. All right, Roxy, let's get to our Meet the Littles guest. Yes. He was one of the ones that... The day after, or actually it was hours after we finished recording, Mm -hmm. he literally writes me this email with all these things saying, oh, I wish I would have said this. I wish I would have said that. (laughs) And uh, he actually sent us a fun email to play a game with us of listing like three things I've accomplished and seven I didn't. You have to figure out which ones are which. Right. uh, Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. If we have time later, maybe we'll go into that. But for now, let's get out of here because it is time to meet the littles. This is Santa. You're listening to the Loyal Littles Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. It's never too early to get into the holiday spirit, especially if you're on the nice list like Roxy. Ho, ho, ho!
are being played in this episode by Jordan Rozowski and this song is called Another Golden Day. Now we played one of his songs uh, quite a while ago. It was called Southern Bell and when he submitted that song he submitted a bunch of tunes and a lot of them seemed very musical theater-ish I guess is how I'll say. They were like show tunes and it really struck me so I put them away and held them and I thought what a better time to bring one of these out, playing tribute possibly to Mr. Steven Sondheim. This one we should point out, the vocal is done by Nancy Launius, and it just really, I don't know, it's just something really stuck out to me, so I held on to it. If you like what you hear, you can get in touch with Jordan. He's everywhere. He has a YouTube channel. Just search Jordan Rozowski. That's J-O-R-D-A-N-R-A-Z-O-W-S-K-Y. He's also on SoundCloud, Bandcamp, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You name it, he's there. You can also find him on his website, jordanraz.com. That's J-O-R-D-A-N-R-A-Z.com. And as always, we'll play the full song, Another Golden Day, at the end of the podcast. All right, all you loyal littles, it's now time to meet the littles. And Roxy, we have a, I always say we have a fun one for you today. What can I say? We have a, a fantastic, a cool, a cool one. That's good, Roxy. We have a cool one. We'll just call it cool because of his name. We got with us today, please welcome to the podcast, Tim Cree. Hey, Tim, how's it going? Hello, kids. How's it going? <laughs> great. Well, at least you didn't hang up on us. All right, that's great. All right, Tim, I know you've, you're catching up. You're one of our catch-up, we call you, podcast yes. listeners. You refuse to listen to the most recent episode. Right. At least now you know that we haven't not continued. You know, we didn't just end <laughs> the podcast. So that's, that's good. That's right. I think you said you're... The show you're... was canceled mid-season with no explanation. <laughs> right. <laughs> You'll find out soon. No, I think you said you were around Ron St. Amant, I believe. Yeah, I had heard the podcast mentioned, and it just never occurred to me really what it was, and I hadn't looked into it. So like maybe a month ago, I went and I actually found it and started listening from the very beginning. Wait, wait, wait. Did you say a month ago? Yeah, I've been listening to like three or four a day while I work. Wow, that we didn't realize. Wow. that We're sorry about that. That's a lot of Chuck and Roxy. No, that's fine. So, <laughs> and I try to listen to everything about the people. I don't always listen to the song at the end or whatever. Yeah, no, we but I try yeah. to listen to all the interviews about the people. So it's about a month. And I've had other podcasts where I liked it. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to go back and forth. I'll listen to the most recent one and then I'll keep catching it. But for this one, I thought, you know, there could be some sequential stuff. There could mm-hmm. be changes in what you do. I'm like, I'll just start at the beginning and I'll just go forward. So I've been wow. catching up and I'm up to the first week of October. So I'm Amazing. I'm almost there. You're almost there. Well, and thank you for continuing to listen in the beginning. <laughs> it was um, rough in the beginning. Yeah. It really was. The sound quality is terrible. We, <laughs> We've talked about it. We feel bad about that. Length, I wish we could go back and re-record some of those great interviews. Yeah. Well, that's why we started the five great or five mediocre minutes so we can bring some of these people back back and give them the proper sound quality that they deserve. Yeah. (laughs) And I love personally listeners like you because and your comments and stuff because you bring up things we've rehashed months ago. 
you know, like the hot dogs and yeah. the, the peanut butter and all, all those it's things. It's really great. It's oh, so sure. great. It's and like you bring nice them back up. Yeah. yeah, it's a check in on like, oh, that's right. That's what we put on our hot dog uh-huh. or not and stuff like that. So anyway, enough about that. Tim, let's go way back. Let's meet you. Take a few minutes. Introduce yourself to all the loyal littles out there. Okay. My parents grew up in California and they moved out to Colorado when I was about one and a half or two because my dad was an IBM lifer and they had a big IBM plant in Boulder. And so I grew up about an hour north of Denver, near Boulder, in a town called Longmont. And So you were born in uh, California? Yeah, for like a year and a half. So what was that so, like? What was like the transition for a one-year-old going for... No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Go ahead. You're in Colorado. I I'm just don't joking. have any memories, unfortunately. <laughs> they vaguely remember a couple of small apartments they had before they moved, mm. but um, gotcha. I don't... Yeah, they love the story, too. Like, when I was one years old, their apartment was really small, but it had this one super long hallway that, like, spanned the whole apartment. Mm -hmm. So they'd each get at a different end of the hallway, and I'd start crawling towards one of them, and then they'd crawl towards me, so I'd turn around and crawl back towards the other one. I'd just go back and forth and back and forth until I just started cracking up laughing. So then they loved it. See, now I'm glad I brought it up. (laughs) Yeah, so that's, like, late 60s. You know, I was born before the moon landing, so there's Ah. no... It was funny. The podcast I just listened to, you said something. You were talking about a TV show or something about the mid 80s. And you said something about 1986. And Roxy said, I wasn't even born in 86. And I'm like, (laughs) I graduated high school in 1986. (laughs) It's honestly my favorite game to play with Chuck. It's a little upsetting. So she's like, I wasn't even, yeah, or, I or, was, or I was one when yeah, I was like on my first national of, tour. I'm like, shut yeah, up. It was some sort of cultural reference. Right. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't remember. Yeah, sure. Some phrase that you would know, but only if you'd been alive for it. Mm-hmm. Right. My parents brought me up on a lot of oldie but goodie TV shows, music. Like I'm, well, I say I the same like thing. I feel like I have a good, well-balanced right. I appreciation four, for... Yeah. I mean, I have four know. older sisters, so I always say I grew up in the 70s, even right. though I really didn't. I mean, I did, but, you know, yeah. I know the 70s sure. because of my four right. older sisters. Right. Yeah. It's funny because I like re-binging for the second time since COVID, the original Perry Mason. Because ah. I, love, I love like all kinds of old television and stuff like that. So mm. I didn't watch a lot in the 70s, but I did in the 80s. So, yeah, okay. okay, so I'll catch back up again. So, all right, Colorado. So we moved to Colorado and my parents still live in the same house they bought back oh, then. Nice. Yeah, they still live there. So I grew up there. And then when I went to college, I went to Colorado State, which is in Fort Collins. And I was going to major in statistics and I was going to minor in math. And they said, well, you can't. There's too many classes that cross over. You have to double major. So I double majored. And then I wanted to go to grad school right away because I didn't think I'd ever want to go back to grad school again. So I stayed in school and I got my master's in stats. And it's such a tough program that by the time I got out of it, I like barely even liked it anymore. You know, it was such a grueling slog. So I did it for a couple of years. Mm -hmm. In the mid 90s, there was some flooding on the campus due to some really bad rains that had happened. And all the time I was in school, I had always worked in the summers for the property department, finding all the things the school owns, because you have to keep track of everything the school bought with government money, because it's not yours, really. Sure, right. And so they hired me back to manage a crew of people to do that. So I did that for like a year. And then I worked in the library for some of the books that had been destroyed in the flooding in the library. So I did that for a couple of years. And then I got a job handling all the failed payments in the school. So basically I was the collections department for the university for about five and a half years. So if you missed a payment or failed a payment, 
anywhere in the school. I was the guy calling you or writing you a letter. Gotcha. And then after that, I moved over to the College of Natural Resources. So I've been doing that for about 10, 15 years. I work in the business office there. You know, people who get funding for projects they want to do out in the field, and we make sure that if they buy stuff, they follow the rules, or we buy it for them and get it shipped out. And then about 10 years ago, around the time we decided to start fostering, I thought once we had our kid, I was interested in maybe teaching. So I thought, well, I don't have any prereqs for that with a math background for teaching. So I went back and I took like one class a semester for two years. And then I applied for the teaching program and nobody was more surprised than me when they accepted me. So I thought I'd take these prereqs and they'd be on the same level of development as my kid was, you know, so mm-hmm. she's pre-kindergarten, you know, she's like two. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, well, what's an appropriate class to take? So there's all these options to take for prereqs for child development, whether it's mental or school or education or whatever. So then I got into grad school and then the first day we have this orientation and everybody else is this 22 year old and they're talking about all the schooling and everything they do. And I'm like, hi, I'm Tim. I graduated high school before you were born, <laughs> you know, because they're all 21, you yeah. know, and I'm twice their age. I'm older than their parents. So uh, I went through grad school and did a lot of, you know, teaching and subbing and in class. And so like half a year after I turned 50 is when I got my master's in early childhood education. So I have two master's degrees, 25 years apart, which I suppose means 20 years from now, I should probably look back into school and go for the hat trick. Yeah, that's amazing. (laughs) I was trying to get a teaching job, but obviously with COVID, I backed off of that because I didn't want to get a full-time job. Yeah. And then my wife works at home. And then, you know, if my daughter's school closes because of COVID, now my wife is trying to corral my daughter and be in charge of her schooling and try to do her job. I mean, that's a one-way ticket to making my wife hate me. (laughs) So I've sort of cooled off and I just sub periodically for now. And then once everything's a little bit better, I'll probably try again to get a full-time teaching job and switch over to that. Wow, Wow, that's excellent. I don't know that that's a long story short or if it's just uh, a long story, but there you go. (laughs) No, that's great. All right. Well, now, why don't you head into, tell us how you became a little. How, how did you find Tony Kornheiser and all that kind of stuff? Well, when I was doing a quality control job with the library for the library books that had been lost in that flooding, we're basically just sitting at tables, looking at book after book, seeing how the quality is. But you could listen to headphones or you could listen to a portable CD player back when that was really a thing. Yep. Not so much now. And so I would just listen to ESPN radio. And you, somebody mentioned, I was trying to, I was going to look, go back and figure out who it was. Somebody mentioned they'd listen and you'd have Mike and Mike and then Tony and then it would bridge to Dan Patrick. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know Tony, obviously being in Colorado. I'd never read him, didn't know anything about him. So I'd catch the end of Mike and Mike and I'd listen to Tony and I listened to Dan Patrick and I got to like both of them. I mean, I listened to Dan Patrick a lot and used to bother him with my emails. And then I switched over to, <laughs> to Tony and decided to inundate him instead. But I just, I didn't know anything about him, but I liked the fact that it wasn't only sports, but that it was still some sports. And I just liked his style. I mean, his style of humor, I think it's kind of similar to mine. I think he gets a little more upset about some things than I do. But <laughs> if I want to get upset about something, I can make a pretty funny rant about it, too. And so I just think I just connected with him. So I really started listening around then. So I followed him to the Internet show because when my work situation changed, it changed who I could listen to and what time. And there wasn't really podcasts then. Mm-hmm. It was still radio. So when I continued this library job, but in a different location, I'd hurry to work to make sure I was there on time to hear the start of when Tony was doing his show. So I'd listen to the internet show 
you know, a lot of people showed up after the initial show. So this is obviously pre-PTI. Mm. It's pre-people relate him to Wilbon or anything else. But if you're not on the East Coast, you don't even know him from print. Right. 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 So you do watch PTI as well? I don't, actually. Oh. It doesn't work out time-wise for picking up my daughter from school and other things like that. And I don't save it because usually the only TV time I have is my wife and I after my daughter's going to bed. And so we just watch whatever show we're binging or catching up on. So right. I catch it periodically, but I probably don't even watch it five times a year. It just doesn't fit my schedule. Oh, wow. I see. Gotcha. Well, and you're also in that weird time zone thing. Yeah. Because you're in mountain time? Yes. We're yeah. In so it's on like at 3.30 in the afternoon, right? Right. Yeah, it's weird. So it, it's not early enough that I can catch it near lunch, and it's not late enough that I would do it after work. So right, it, sure. It, it doesn't work out well. Going back, though, so you were pre-PTI, so you were listening long before. Is this the internet show and stuff that we always hear about? Yeah, this is the internet show, and a lot of people, when they mention the internet show, they say they liked it for the cursing. You know, they'd cut to the break. Oh, right. And right. you'd still hear it, and they'd be joking or whatever, or talking about somebody or they'd just be laughing about the jingles and then of course there's the, the B. Arthur joke that a lot of people are um I can't really repeat oh <laughs> sure podcast. we've I'm got the disclaimer repeat. go ahead say what you want no <laughs> no, no no but but the reason I loved the internet show and this is since it's pre-PTI you know it's pre-seeing Wilbon all the time but Tony would be talking about something and he'd say you know, I was talking to Michael Wilbon last night and we were talking about Michael Jordan and he said this and I, I kind of thought Michael Jordan would have done that instead. Anyway, I don't know. So when we come back from the break, we'll have the quintessential sports writer, Bob Ryan. So they cut to the break and they say, all right, we're out. Two seconds later, Wilbon's on the phone. So Tony says, hello. And then he goes on like this Bill Walton-esque rant for 45 seconds without breathing. And Wilbon goes, Tony, you know, I didn't say that about Michael. Michael would never do that. He's too much of a gentleman. And Michael, what I said about Michael was that and he just goes on and on and on without stopping, railing on Tony because he's totally misunderstood whatever he said. Or, you know, because we all know Wilbon adores Michael Jordan. Yeah. So he calls in off the show and rips him. But it's in a fun way, but at the same time, that's not what I said. You know Michael would never do that. And then they laugh about it, and then he hangs up, and Tony's like, okay, I'll talk to you later. All right, I'll talk to you later, Tony. And welcome so then back they to cut the show. Back. <laughs> yeah, they cut back, and then you hear a little bit of bumper music, and the guy's like, all right, we're back in three, two, and then Tony will say, we're back. We should try that, Rocky. We talked to Wilbon during the break, <laughs> and everybody else in the room starts laughing. Yeah. But if you haven't listened to the internet show, you don't know why they're laughing, but they're right. all laughing the fact because uh, they've heard the whole thing. So right. if you, you were privy to special information that nobody oh, that's else kind of cool. I love that. It's kind of like behind the scenes. People Maybe we'll are have to do that someday. about what happens yeah. in the background. Yeah. You know? It's sort of Larry Sanders. Yeah. yeah. Well, people have said that to us about... The front and back of the show. Well, right. Roxy's uh, convinced we could never do this live. I think we're getting there. I don't think we're quite there yet. No. But as far as doing a lot, well, because a lot of these podcasts now they do it on, they have a YouTube channel and it's to it me. It just won't be as clean and tight. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like no. what Mike and Mike yeah. used to do where you just have a camera set up on us talking into microphones. Right. And, you know, I mean, I'd like to right. think we're prettier than Mike and Mike to look at, but I just don't know <laughs> if it would be a, I a don't sell. know. We'd have to get our shower curtain up behind us, yeah, right. you know, for our logo yeah. kind of thing. Thank you, Eric Londrigan. So anyway, well, listen, Tim, we already have to take a quick break. You can stick around though, right? Absolutely. Okay, because we got a lot more to get into. So, Littles, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with Meet the Littles. Hi, Littles. This is Sandra Rohde, and you are listening to the Loyal Littles podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. 
Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast. And we're here with Tim Cree. Timmy. Can we say Timmy? <laughs> Do you have any nicknames, Tim? Because you put Timothy on the form, but you said call me Tim. And I just said, well, Timmy, I hope I didn't offend you. Thing. My name is so short. Mm-hmm. I've never really had a nickname. But sometimes when people see me, they say Tim Cree. Oh, they just Ooh. stick Tinkery. them together. Tinkery. So I've had friends I had in college and friends I've had from work who don't know each other who've done the same thing. So there could be a bunch of us in the room and somebody will say, that's Brad, that's Stacy, that's Jim, Tim Cree, Jeff, Mary. Ooh. And it's, it's the laziest of nicknames. It's not even a nickname. Yeah, but how do you, but and, it's like you're Madonna. I mean, hello, that's great. <laughs> that's it. I get that all the time. People say to me, you are so like Madonna. I like it. We tried to explain the nickname rules to my daughter just a couple days ago while we were having dinner. Mm-hmm. Cause she was saying she wanted a nickname. And we, I said, okay, you got to know the rules and nicknames. First rule. You can't give yourself a nickname because she wanted to pick. And I'm like, no, yeah. Yeah. You pick your nickname. That's against the rules. And the second rule, you can't pick a nickname somebody's already got. I don't know what she wanted, but it was somebody famous. And I'm like, no, you, you can't be Santa Claus. You can't pick <laughs> that for a nickname. That's somebody else. So I tried to explain it to her, but she's eight and a half. So that's all right. I guess if she wants to pick a nickname, we'll let her pick a nickname. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So now real quick, because we've got so much to get into, but I want to touch everything. Sure. So fandom. Are you all Colorado? Are you Rockies fan? That kind of stuff. What's your favorite sport? I am definitely not a Rockies fan Ooh. because they don't spend money and they're very poorly managed. And I just refuse to support a team that doesn't seem to actually be trying to win. Well, um, we had a World Series in 2007, I believe. And I only know that because we beat you in said World Series. But that's OK. Yeah. They only made it there because that they was somehow won run. 21 out of the final 22 games. Wow. But that was on. You know, I stayed up that extra innings. Was that a playoff game? Oh, my God. That. Yeah. I'm were telling they, you, though, they were, were they so exciting. Play at the plate? Yes. Yeah. They were so exciting that year. I'm not a National League guy at all. Everyone knows that. And they were, I was actually scared. When we were playing you, when you got to the world, I was like, there's no way we're going to stop them. Everyone's like, oh, relax. You've got the better team. And I'm like, really? You know, of course, when you're a fan of your own team, that always happens. You always yeah. have some doubt uh, when things are going well. Especially but, our team. <laughs> but that team, <laughs> yeah. that, was, that was special. That was a special run. It really was. That's one of the best examples of everything going right for a team at the right time. Mm -hmm. And is it, can they ride it out till the end? Because you you always hear about a team, oh, they peaked at the end of the regular season. And then it's like, oh, we lost it. I had it. I'm not in the zone. I had it. Not in the zone anymore. So they made everything come through to get there. And I think once they got there, you know, lost two games, I think, yeah, it's obvious it was going to be a sweep. They they weren't going to come back from it. Yeah. As far as I don't have like a specific team I love. Okay. I just like football and I like college football. I mean, I pay attention to the local teams because that's what you get to see. I get to see the Broncos every week. So I kind of like them, but I, I'm, I'm not going to paint myself orange. You know, I don't have it. <laughs> I'm not enough of a fan. I mean, don't knock like, it till you, you try you it, just, man. <laughs> you just in one of the podcasts I listened to, one of the Friday Fives was sports aren't about life. They're like more important than life or something like that. <laughs> right. I'll never be that. I love sports, but when I was in college, you just watch every game all weekend, every college, every pro. And now I'm married and I have a kid and a house and jobs. I get to watch one game a week. I get to watch the one local team every week and everything else is here's all this stuff we got to get done this weekend. So I still love sports, 
but there's no way I, I could say gotcha. something like that as much as I love it. Yeah. Now, football, you said your favorite sport? Yeah. Now, football are, and college football are my favorite. Do you happen to be in the fantasy leagues for the Littles? I'm not in the fantasy leagues for the Littles because I wasn't really in any of the groups and saw any of the notices. Oh, and I, so, I mean, I've heard you talk about them. I've just never been connected because I don't really follow Facebook much and I don't mm-hmm. follow Twitter much. I have it. I just don't really pay attention to it much. So if I'm still following stuff next year, I'd probably be interested in doing it. Well, you might want to second think that because we are. Because, I mean, first of all, let's not even get into the Berserker League. That's a whole nother level. First yeah, of all, we, we, yeah. we luckily, we, we said, oh, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. And then we started seeing what in, was involved and we're like, no way. There's no way I'll have time for that. <laughs> But then we went and got into this Littles League, which is a lot of fun, but they do relegation and all that stuff. And we didn't quite understand that. We're in the lowest tier. We know that. And I guess if we do well, we'll get bumped up. But then on the other hand, there's some weird thing where even though we're in the lowest group, we might eventually get to play someone in the top group during the playoffs. I don't know. We're not quite sure. I did not know this. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So now... Littles, we know we have these forms because, Tim, we're almost running out of time. We have so much to get to, and we have sure. to get to some fun, dumb questions, too. Now, I'm going to go backwards okay. because we're going to get how crazy this is on the topics. So you also had how to eat peanuts at a football game. So we're talking about football. We're talking about college football. So, yeah. And, you know, we might this could become a thing, I have a feeling. So how do you eat peanuts at a football game? Okay. First of all, let me explain to you, this is not going to become a thing. <laughs> Second of all, it wasn't me. It's something I saw. So if I asked you, how do you eat a peanut? What would you say? Well, I would say it depends what kind of peanut first. It's either in the shell right. or it's not in the or shell, in right? Can, right. Or a bo- yeah, right. Yeah. If it's in a container, you just take them out, get a handful in your hand, shake them in your hand, pop them in your well, mouth. Not always. Let's start there. Okay. I do one at a time. She does one at a time. I can't. <laughs> she does one at a time with a lot of things, and oh. I just can't. Skittles, anything, <laughs> anything like that. Well, we talked about that with candy corn. I'm like, no, no, no. I need yeah. at least like five or six in my mouth at one time. Sure. Okay. So is now that the what other you mean? thing is, well, no. Okay, so we'll go on. The thing go is, on. if it's in the shell, sure. You take one of them. You pull it apart, you eat the peanuts, and you drop the shell on the floor of the stadium seats. It turns out there's another way to do it. And when I was in fourth or fifth grade, one of the guys I knew's dad got some tickets to a college football game at CU over in Boulder. Now, until recent years, Colorado was just god-awful at football. So in the 70s, they were terrible. Okay, so there's four or five of us, and we go with this guy's dad to a game And they're terrible, and the opposing team's terrible. So there's probably like 10,000 people in the stands. There's nobody. And we're sitting watching the game, and we're just having fun getting to do it. And then at some point during the game, we notice this guy sitting one or two rows ahead of us, but way over to the side. And he's invented a new way to eat peanuts. He takes the shelled peanut, still in the shell, and puts it in his mouth. And then he chews it up really good. And then he reaches into his mouth and pulls out all the bits of the shell Ew. <laughs> and pulls them out of his mouth. So he's got this gooey peanut shell mess that he pulls out of his mouth and is dropping onto the concrete floor yeah. under the seat next to him. And he goes peanut after peanut, putting the whole shell thing in his mouth <laughs> and chewing it. And you can imagine as five, fourth or fifth grade guys watching this. This is far more entertaining than oh, the absolutely. game. We're watching this miracle of humanity. We're like, we don't know what's going on here, but this is terrible and we don't want it to stop. <laughs> wow. 
you know, one of the worst things I've ever seen. And yet it's one of the greatest things I've ever seen. When you started that story, that's what I was going to predict. I was going to be like, he probably puts the whole thing in his, and I I was going another direction. I thought maybe kind of like ate the whole thing. No, 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 actually, no, no, I was going sunflower seeds where you then just like Like suck on them for a long time and then, yeah. You know oh. what I mean? So that's what I was thinking. Yeah. I don't know why I was thinking that. But, you know, if they're salted, then I was like, well, maybe. Yeah, I guess that I makes sense. No, not really. Are you kidding me? <laughs> All right. So now and let's let's go to the next topic, finger painting. Ooh. <laughs> this is what was on <laughs> <Okay>. your face. <laughs> yeah. I want to get to everything here. So All right, this is form. a story that withstood a few years. So it's a story that you forget and then it comes back to you. Mm-hmm. So when I was in preschool, and this is one of my first memories So I don't know if I really remember anything before this exact moment. So I'm in preschool, so I'm probably four. And the teacher says, okay, everybody, time to do finger painting. And I said, I I don't want to do that. And she said, no, no, we're all all doing finger painting. And all the other kids that got their smocks and the paint, the little primary color three set. Yep. And everybody's finger painting. And she stood there next to me to make sure I did it because I'd raised such a stink about it. You know, you can't let the inmates run the asylum. (laughs) This is how I know... I was really good at sarcasm or criticism. I got a handful of paint and I wrote the word no, and then I threw up on it. (laughs) What? (laughs) And they never made me finger paint again. And it's one of those paradoxes because I don't like getting stuff on my hands, Mm -hmm. like handling raw meat to put it away or getting things messy. That slime stuff that kids love to play with. I can't stand that. I don't know if it's because of that or if I always had that. And this was just the way it manifested itself. Ah. So I've completely forgotten this story as I grow up. And then in high school, I'm working at this pizza place. And then my buddy starts working there. And then his girlfriend, who I was friends with, she starts working there, too. So this is like when I'm 16, 17. And then one day she comes to work and she comes right over to me where I'm standing next to my friend. She says, I heard about you. Uh And I'm like, what? What are you talking about? What did I do? And she says, I heard a story. And apparently she had an aunt or a grandma or somebody who worked at the Winnie the Pooh preschool (laughs) at the time of this happened. And the story had legs. Everybody passed on the story of the kid who threw up on his finger painting after putting the word no. Oh, that's and amazing. every year, apparently, the story got passed on. I'm sure the preschool hasn't been there for 30 years or whatever. But oh, I was but say, is there a plaque? Years, 13 years later, that <laughs> yeah, exactly. They should have they should have framed it. So <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. So, they could frame the painting. Oh my! Oh, gosh. that would be great. Wow, we're we're just getting to everything. Wait, this is awesome. This is great. Okay, but Tim, we're we're out of time. We don't care. We're going on. Okay, but we, we we're going to get to our fun dumb questions. Is that okay? Ask me I, as I, many fun dumb okay. questions as you want. We're going to go rapid fire on this one because so nothing okay. too deep, Roxy. Okay, I'll try. All right, I know she always goes deep. It's okay. <laughs> those okay. those usually are the better answers. But okay, well I'm going to start here because hello of uh, something we already talked about. If you had to pick a new nickname for yourself, what would you pick? Oh gosh. See, I should have known you were going to say that. Um, everybody I've known has always had a nickname but me. I don't like initials as nicknames. Like the first letter of your first name and your first syllable, your second name, like CW. That's not a nickname. That's you being too lazy to come up with a nickname. But I love Buckaroo Bonsai, just like Tony. So Bonsai would be a cool nickname. I could live with Bonsai. Actually, I totally forgot this. When the movie Buckaroo Bonsai came out, there was an unofficial fan group for the movie. Okay. And people were allowed to pick their own nicknames because, you know, everybody who worked for Buckaroo Bonsai, if you've seen the movie, had a weird name. Rawhide, Reno, Nevada, New Jersey. All the guys had weird names. 
and you could pick whatever you wanted. And everybody on this group had a fake name and I wanted to pick something totally unexpected. So I picked Baltic Avenue because okay. I thought it was so unexpected and weird, but I still thought it counted cool. So you know what? For lack of a better thing, let's pick that. All right. Love it. Well, and we already know what's the worst thing you did as a kid. So uh, Roxy, what do we got? <laughs> what was your favorite toy growing up? Uh, favorite toy could have been leg, you know, as many Nerf footballs. Every Christmas, I'd get a new Nerf football. Okay. And we played like, you know, I'll say Nerf football. I played with that a lot. All right. But what was the other one you were going to say? Oh, we did. We had a lot of Legos. We did a lot of Lego. That was always fun because you could destroy it and then rebuild it. So I, it was I, more than one toy. I completely agree with you. I'm just going to say this because I know you're not caught up on the podcast. Have fun with that in about seven episodes. Okay. <laughs> All uh, right. I'll look out for it. <laughs> uh, what would you do if you were invisible for a day? Okay. Now I've thought about this. I need to know, do I know I'm going to be invisible for a day? Yes. Sure. sure. Okay. So you can plan ahead. If I know I'm going to be, I might go to the police and say, hey, I can be invisible tomorrow. Is there anybody you've needed to spy on, follow, or whatever? Maybe catch a bad guy because uh-huh. I can follow him. Wait, I love if that. you don't know that you're going to be invisible, you wake up and you suddenly realize it. I don't know. I'm not malicious. I'm not going to do anything crazy. I mean, I joke with my wife. The funny thing might be to just walk around. And if you see someone being mean for no reason, just knock them over. (laughs) (laughs) I love that you thought thought this through, though. Yeah, I've been thinking about it. Well, I mentioned it at dinner last night and my daughter when I mentioned, what would you do if you could be invisible for a day? She said, I'd sneak up on my daddy and spank him on the butt. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that's something I would say. Yeah, she's got her plan. Yeah. Wow. Oh, that's so great. Okay. Would you rather win an Olympic medal, an Academy Award, or the Nobel Peace Prize? Okay. The only thing I need to know is, do I have the requisite <laughs> skill to win this thing? Yes. <laughs> okay. You are the first, then I... you are the first little <laughs> guest ever that has questions about our questions. I'm loving this. Well, I just want to clarify. You want to yeah, make sure you're answering it properly. We get yeah. it. Okay. Go ahead. As much as winning an Olympic medal would be cool. I do write a little bit, mostly just for my own entertainment. Mm -hmm. I've written screenplays and stuff or TV episodes just because I like it. I don't think I could ever sell them or do anything with them. But if I could be a good enough writer to win an Oscar for like best original screenplay, I think that's the one that would make me the most happy. Nice. All right. Well, Tim Cree, Baltic Ave, is that what you, your new new (laughs) one? Baltic Avenue. Baltic (laughs) Avenue. Baltic (laughs) Avenue. Uh, Whatever we're calling you now. Thank you so much for coming on to Meet the Littles. This has been so fantastic. We really appreciate it. Is there well, anything we can plug for you? What? Where can we find you? You're on Twitter and all that, right? I'm barely on Twitter under the name Spleen Boy. <laughs> yep. Can I give up do your you email address too? Story about spleen? I mean, do you want to know a story about the spleen? Sure, real quick. <laughs> I've just always thought the spleen was a funny internal organ. Mm-hmm. So I used to, anytime I read a newspaper article and it was about a spleen, I'd cut it out. And when I first started doing fantasy football, one of the first teams I ever had was called the San Bernardino Spleen. Oh, nice. And okay. I got a helmet from a garage sale and I cut out a picture of a spleen and put it on the side of the helmet. I just thought it was funny. It's just a funny word. You don't need it. If you lose yours, it's not that big a deal. You hardly ever hear the word lacerated without it being followed by the word spleen. It's just amusing. I feel like, Roxy, we should have asked more questions about his childhood. Yeah. That's That's so good. That's so great. I mean, because when you gave me your email address, can I say that? Yeah, sure. Is that spleenboy at Gmail, right? It is spleenboy, yeah. So if you want to get in touch with him, 
That's how you do it. This has been great. Tim, thank you so much. As an homage to the big show, we'll get you out of here on this. Over or under? It's over. And I'm not going to say I would always turn it around if I'm in somebody's house, but I can't deny that I've ever done it. Okay. Okay. Good for you. Great. We like that. It's definitely over. All right. (laughs) Tim, thanks again. We really appreciate the time. Thank you so much. I enjoyed it. All right. All you loyal listeners, we'll be right back. You're listening to the Loyal Littles podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles podcast. And thank you. Is that what I said? Tim Curry. Yep. So thank you, Tim, for coming on and meeting the Littles. Now, I have a little special surprise for Roxy. She doesn't know what we're going to do. We're going to start doing some of these things. We're in the last week of television for the fall yeah. They're calling them the fall, the fall finales. Finale. That's mm-hmm. like such a joke, but that's what they do now to like make it sound even more enticing. So as soon as that's over, we're going to do a recap of the TV shows and we're going to give you some actually some surprises yeah. for even Chuck. Yeah. Uh, some on streaming, some on network television. So we're equal opportunists covering here. We're bases. covering it all. But we're also going to bring some holiday mixes into. And I found this. Fr- this is uh, credited to Barstool Sports. So we can blame them. Okay. When we finish. Okay. But before we actually, you know what? Before I want to tell everyone what we did the other night, we watched a movie. Now, we haven't done that in a while. Yeah. But the one thing that's cool about the holiday week is that a lot of the shows are taking the week or two weeks off because they know people probably aren't going to watch anyway. And they, so we had time to, we went to, was it Disney Plus? I believe it was. Mm-hmm. And we broke down mm-hmm. and we watched mm-hmm. Home Sweet Home Alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. My favorite thing, two things about this, I'm just going to throw out there right away. One, I do applaud them for this. In the movie, they're watching the remake of, I cannot remember. Now, if you all remember Home Alone, Kevin is in the house by himself and he's watching that movie with the guy with the machine gun. Yeah. It's the angels, dirty angels, something. I can't remember. Oh, I'm such an idiot. I can't remember the name. But anyway, so they're watching a remake of that in this movie. And the guy literally, he's like, oh, geez. He's like, the remakes are never as good as the originals. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All that right. That was the best line. That was, yeah, that was the best line in the movie. We don't need to go too in depth. But my other favorite thing about this is, so we, we actually get through it. I wanted to stop yeah. multiple times. Yeah. But Roxy made me push through. I mean, we enjoyed What's Her Name from The Office, of course. Yep. It's just, yeah. At the end of the movie, we finish the credit and everything. And you know how, uh, at least on Netflix and Disney Plus, things like that, it says they pops up and it goes, if you liked this movie, you'll really like this. Or you might be interested in this. And guess what popped up, Littles? Home, Home Alone. Alone. So I'm like, really? So we sat through this and now you're telling us we should watch the real original movie of yeah. Home Alone, which we should have done to begin yeah. with. Because that's what I was thinking the whole time. I was just sitting there thinking like, why are we wasting our time with this? We could just be watching Home I Alone. I wanted to like it. I really did. I kind there, of there yeah. was a slight twist oh, to the storyline that I actually appreciated. I thought, oh, that's an interesting take on the situation, but it got to a point where like it was just so outrageous. I'm like, what am I watching here? It just kind of got a little messy. And there was one cameo, the kid that plays his, his cousin. cousin. Kevin's cousin. Kevin, the the mean one, the one with the tarantula yeah. and he ruins his room. He's in this movie. He's in this movie. He plays he the town sheriff. Yep. And uh, he's, but he's only in like two scenes, which yeah. I thought was hilarious. Yeah. So there is that cameo, I guess. Yeah. And they do some nods to the oh, original. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Um, yeah. 
But yeah, it was, I really wanted to like it. And so, there were parts of it that I'm like, oh, I, I can work with this. But yeah, uh, yeah, the, yeah. I, I would give it a one. You'd probably give it like a two and a half, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. And that's out of 10, right? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, all right. So let's get to what I want you to. So Barstool Sports posted this list and I found it interesting and I thought we'd discuss it a little okay. bit. It is the top 10 Christmas movies of all time. Oh, this better be good. Yeah. Okay. Uh oh. Uh oh. I know. There's already issues. The look on your face yeah, right yeah, yeah. now. There's already a couple that I'm like, now wait a minute. What about this? And why well, yeah. do you know what I'm taking off, et cetera? I'll just right. go through. Number 10, Bad Santa. Now, okay. Yes, that's funny. 10 being the the worst uh, of the list. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Based, you know, so, it doesn't right. say, but. So I, one is like yeah. the best movie think, yes. ever. Okay. Based on this list, I okay. would think that. Yes. Great. I mean, not me personally, but uh-huh. based on the list. I have seen Bad Santa with you. And that. you've seen Badder Santa with me too. <laughs> Same movie, just a couple extra minutes. Unfortunately. Of, yeah, yeah. Oh, come on. It's a great movie. <laughs> oh, I love that movie. Now, okay. I, I'd have to even sit down with my you list. You love that movie? Yes. I love that. Yes. <laughs> I love it when people just go there. If you were on a desert island, that's what the movie that you I would did, bring. Did I say that? Like, that's the <laughs> only movie I ever want to see again? Of course not. But what I'm saying is I love it when movies just go there. I love it because yeah. it's not your typical Christmas movie. Sure. It's what I always liked about Family Guy and, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. Uh, matter of fact, it was what I loved about Married with Children because back then we only had growing pains and family ties. And yeah, the Cosby so show it was a little these, more like, real life. Yeah, it was like that's not how families act and yeah. stuff like that for the most part. It's and now, definitely no, not wholesome. Right, but uh, and what I'm saying is, and they don't act like Married with Children either, but it was the opposite. Right. You know, and I just really sure. enjoyed that every once in a while. Okay, all right, number nine, Home Alone 2. Lost in New York? I guess, yeah. Okay. Just says Home Alone 2, but yeah, that's the... Yeah. Okay, now this is a tricky one. Number eight, another one we just watched the other night in the same night or the night before, I forget. Miracle on 34th Street, okay? The yep. original or the remake? Exactly. That's what I want to know. According to the picture on here, because they have little pictures next to them, yeah. it is the original. Oh, okay. Okay, so okay. that's number eight. I don't have a problem with that. No. I mean, it's great. It's classic. Yeah. Classic movie. Mm-hmm. Number seven, A Christmas Story. Really Classic. that far down? Yeah. No, oh. I know. That's some of these surprise me. Interesting. So let's go. And then we can talk about positioning. I might need to stop after six and probably everyone's going to shut off our podcast, but <laughs> Home Alone 3. <laughs> what? <laughs> let's just move on. Number five, Elf. Oh, that's... Becoming a classic. That's respectable. A- absolutely. Yeah. Number four, Christmas Vacation. Oh. Absolutely must be on the list. Yep. Number three, Fred Claus. Oh. Full disclosure, Roxy, I do not know this movie. That's with what's his name. I do not know this movie. I've never seen this what's movie. What's his name? You know what's his yeah, name. Yeah, yeah. The guy from uh, Wedding yeah. Crashers and yeah. stuff like that. I see the picture and I know uh, Vince. Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn. Yeah. That's it. Don't know it. I've never seen it. I was never really interested. Well, it's going to be in our near future because if they have it listed as number three, Roxy, yeah. I, have, I feel I have to give it a shot. Right. I've never seen it. So I'm going to want to see it. Number two, Home Alone. Definitely has to be on the list. I might Why be- would three be above two though? We'll get there. Okay. Three be above two. You had it had they list Home Alone three as being above basically better than Home Alone two. Home Alone two was like number nine. Yeah, yeah, right. I know. We'll get to positioning later. Well, first of all, why would all three of the movies? I they're obviously big Home Alone fans. Right. Then the number one movie they have on their list of all time, it's a Wonderful Life. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah, that's classic. Where the bleep is White Christmas. I know. That's, that's first things first. Okay, so let's let's just or Holiday Inn. Holi- okay, well, well, that's more of all the holidays. Yeah, yeah, right, but. right. Okay, so this number six gone. Home Alone three would be the first one for for me. Now, full disclosure, I haven't seen Fred Claus, 
So right. that could be there too. But I'm going to say I have a feeling that I think Home Alone 3 would be the one I would remove first out of all these. Yeah. So what say you? Well, I would say Home Alone 3 does not deserve that ranking. It would probably well, well, be... But what's the one you're taking off the list to put in one you like? Oh, honestly, sorry, no offense, but oh, Bad Santa. Bad Santa. Okay, fair enough. It's not your thing. Yeah. I see. That's funny because that's like, that might be top, I won't mm. go five because mm-hmm. there's movies, other movies on this list that are for me that are not there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, Cause I feel like there's other sillier movies like Jingle All the Way. Remember that? Oh. Is that Arnold Schwarzenegger, right? Yes. Yeah. I thought that was a cute movie. Do I think it's top 10 of all time? No, but I do think if I would compare, I would put it up there right. with Home Alone 3. I mean, what about, I, I actually haven't seen it, but Christmas with the Cranks. Actually, what about the Santa Claus? Right. There's Tim Allen one. is Santa Claus. There's another one. Yeah, that's what I mean. Barstool Sports, what's up? What up? Yeah, they're clearly Home Alone fans. Yeah, I feel like they should have at least just put. Um, they're just put not the really. I mean, they're. Fa- I guess they can hang with the classics, but I mean, White Christmas. There's Holiday Affair. There's The Bishop's Wife. Okay, now there's... you're going. Now you're. You sound like you're 80, Rocks. I know, but they're <laughs> great movies. Well, they're good movies. I'm just saying, there's more more recent ones even. That... Yeah, I mean, and I always watched Meet Me in St. Louis over the holidays too yeah. because of the major Christmas scene and well, obviously and Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas Came and from that, right. Yeah, so I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this list. Littles, write us in. What's your favorite on the list? What would you take off? What would you replace? What would you replace? Yeah. What are we missing? Yeah. I, mean, I know there's a couple that we're missing. And yeah. like I said, there's a couple other just fun ones like Jingle All the Way mm-hmm. that are not in my top 10, but I definitely would put them up with Home Alone 3. That one's just, to me, is a disaster. Even Home Alone 2, it was cute and all, yeah. but I just, I feel like there's other better classics right are, well i gotta be honest we've we had this debate the other night roxy we're big fans of the, i think it was 94 was the remake of miracle on 34th street yeah there were some twists in that differences that but they it was so well oh, done i, I thought loved it love the cast loved everything about yep. it it was a great update which i hardly ever say we all know how I am with revivals yep. and remakes and don't even get me started on West Side Story and all that. I'm just saying. So there's that too. I would put that on this list. Actually, oh, I almost would put that over the original. Yeah, I would too. Um, I know we were laughing at some of the just. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it needed an update. A little bit of an update. But it's still a good movie. It yeah. still holds its own. It's yeah. still a great movie. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's Barstool Sports list top 10 Christmas movies of all time. What say you littles? Speaking of, Roxy, it's time to get out of here. Tell everyone how they can get in touch with us. You can email us at WTFCpodnet at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter at Loyal Littles Pod. We're also on Instagram at the Loyal Littles Podcast. And don't forget about our Facebook page, the Loyal Littles Podcast. And don't forget to run over to iTunes and Apple and give us a nice written review over there. We really appreciate it. And thank you once again, Tim Cree, for coming on to Meet the Littles this episode. And thank you, Santa Lee Gordon, for a yet another great bumper. And Sandra Rohde and Daniel Ford, also for our other bumpers this week. We really appreciate those. Littles, don't forget, send those in. Yeah. Anytime. Just hit record. Do it on Facebook. Do it on your voice memo into your phone and then just email it to us or text it to us, whatever you want to do. Uh, we, we really love getting those. They're really a lot of fun. And once again, a very, very happy Hanukkah to all who are celebrating. We're not sure when our next episode will be. We'll depend on the big show. Uh, they went for this week. and Stay tuned. Stay tuned. We'll be with you shortly. That's all we can say. And as always, if you're out shopping online tonight, specifically shop.tonycornheisershow.com, do not forget to use the code. Rob K. That's the code you're looking for. 
Rob K. Have a great one, Littles. Bye. We don't know what's going on here, but this is terrible and we don't want it to stop. Littles podcast is produced by the WTFC Podcast Network and edited by Louis B. Crocco. And the Loyal Littles podcast logo is designed and drawn by Eric Lonergan. I'd sneak up on my daddy and spank him on the butt. Oh, yeah.